Hi friend, it's 2020. And let's be real, if you're anything like me, your life probably feels busy, crazy, and sometimes overwhelming. But even in the midst of the day-to-day, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself constantly longing for something deeper, something real? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you're not sure what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement in the midst of living, well, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Let's try that again for you. (laughs) You want me to lead? Chuck ching Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. You're with your almost no longer and fired co-host, Brian, and... This is Janelle Wood, the regular co-host who's about to fire her husband, Brian Wood. Brian, do you have any closing remarks before we wrap up this uh, series about living happily ever after? Uh, It's been fun getting to have conversations with uh, married couples that add insight and uh, just looking forward to seeing who you bring on next. Before we get to a couple of questions that we had... Um, come in from Instagram. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we should be honest that this has been a harder month than most for us. And I don't know if it's because we signed on to co-host a series about living happily ever after and uh, the enemy is just a jerk or if we're just selfish people <laughs> or um, if it's just been... I feel like February, I always think that it's going to be a slower month because it's in the winter and um, the kids don't have, most of the kids don't have sports or anything. But this month, it's just been a lot of going, going, going and uh, busyness. And that sometimes can take a toll on a marriage. I would say so. I think busyness is one of the biggest things that kind of leads to struggles in marriage because get tied up with things and lose connection and yeah just one of those things that i think that's why satan tries to do that in all of our lives whether we're married or single or somewhere in between i've heard it before i know pastor david said it about busy buried under satan's yoke so um i had heard it before but you know i think that that is the same for uh marriage and busyness can kill that yeah, I think that kind of ties into the first question that we got during my Instagram live. I said that we were going to do this bonus episode because it's, you know, a leap year and why not? And anyway, someone, uh, a friend of ours asked a question. She asked, how do you continue to make uh, each other priority, especially after you have kids? Because um, I know she's got a new one um, at home and I know, like we just talked about, when you get really busy, which once you have kids, life just, 
<laughs> starts to get really crazy and it's not your own anymore. Um, or it feels like it's not your own anymore. It, it can be very uh, natural, I think, to start to put your child or your children's needs in front of your spouse's because, you know, they're helpless. They need you. And especially when they're infants, you're, <laughs> you're not in charge anymore. They are. They're the ones who are setting the timetable of when they're going to eat, when they're going to poop, when they're going to want you to hold on to them while they're trying to fall asleep, all of those things. And um, it can, can often feel like you're giving um, your spouse the leftover scraps of what you have and uh, like you're just tired all the time. Um, and I know even now that our kids are a little older, you know, our youngest is four years old. Um, it can still feel like that sometimes, you know, we're running around, we have different obligations that we have to our children to take care of them and to nurture them and <laughs> to take them here and there to school and to preschool and all these different things. And, um, and then work, you know, if you add in work obligations, which, um, you know, Brian, you have a, an important job and you're pretty much the sole breadwinner of our home. So, uh, yeah, it can be, life can be hard and stressful no matter what stage you're at, but especially after, um, kids enter the mix, I feel like, um, it is very difficult to keep, uh, prioritizing marriage. Well, yeah, I think it's one of those things that you pointed out with feeding and everything. I, it is one of those toughest parts. I think that's why a lot of times you see people that were married for 25 years and then their kids leave and then the marriage is changed and sometimes marriages make it through that sometimes they don't so I think it's really that being purposeful in finding times because with a a little baby or two or three or four um, kids running around even as they get older you get some you get glimmers of freedom and and then they soon close up on you but uh, I think it's trying to be purposeful and just really finding those times that you can schedule where at least most of the time you can have that time and being committed to that time. You know, I know with kids, you can start routines and everything like that. And when they get sick or weird things happen, those routines can get broken. If you miss a day or two, I I think you can usually recover. But when it becomes a pattern, then it's really something that's a struggle, I think, for a marriage. And getting back onto that is an important part of answering that question to me is is really how how can you be purposeful and be committed to that time I think too something um that's helped us and and something that I would encourage younger couples to do um is to consider that your marriage is really mission focused um I feel like for you and I Brian that that's an important thing that we try to do is remember what mission we're on. Um, our mission is to love God, to love people. Um, and there's, there's this quote by John. It's actually not by John Piper, but John Piper talks about how it was in his, I think, kitchen growing up. And we have it written on an arrow in our pretty room on the, I don't even know if you know about it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know the arrow, but I don't know what it says. <laughs> 
so there's an arrow that I've written on in Sharpie and it says, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And it just reminds us of, of what's important. I feel like every day, um, I know we, we've mentioned on the podcast before that we try to get up, we pray for each other, we read scripture together, and we start the day like that. Um, and even even if our kids have, you know, crawled into bed with us in the middle of the night, or uh, it's just been weeks of uh, constant go, 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 go. If we can remember to just take that five minutes in the morning um, to keep that kind of in the central focus of our mind that um, this one life here will soon be passed and this will, whatever season you're currently in that might feel like forever. And I know for me, um, the diapering babies thing felt like forever. I think I diapered kids for I mean, we diapered kids, let's be honest, Brian did at least half of it, if not more. Um, what, eight years? Eight years nonstop? Yeah. I remember going through the diaper aisle at Walmart when I knew that my, <laughs> when I knew that our baby girl, she was almost potty trained about a year and a half ago. Uh, almost two years ago now. And I remember walking through and like tearing up and almost crying because I, I never saw an end in sight. You know, it just feels like it's going to go on forever. Um, so I had a little emotional breakdown right there in the diaper aisle at Walmart. But um, yeah, it feels like forever, but it's only a short season and this too shall pass, right? So if you can stay mission minded and then remember that when the kids are gone when this season does pass that it's going to be you and your spouse, you know? So, um, try to find that time together, even if it's just five minutes in the morning sometimes, or, you know, before you go to bed, five minutes a night saying, how was your day? Tell me something about your day. Something Brian and I started doing, I think because of a Bruce Willis movie, and I can't remember which movie it was, but um, there was a movie with Bruce Willis in it, and they would sit around the table and they would ask their highs and their lows from their family um, each day. And we we do the highs every day, almost every day, not every day, but most days at dinner time, uh, we will sit around as a family and ask each other, what was your high today? Um, tell me about your joy. Um, and so, yeah, our highlights. Um, to share those moments with your spouse, that's really important. So this too shall pass. It's kind of like um, being in a battle, you know. <laughs> Parenthood can be a battle. Uh, but if you remember that your spouse is your um you know, your sidekick, that person that's supposed to be there, that's got your back. You two are in it together. You're in the trenches together. Um, I, I know that I've talked about this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or my blog, but um, when people, I remember hearing a couple that was older, um, I think I was asking them marriage advice or something, and the, the husband said, you know, figure out who you want to be in the boat with when the storms come. Um, and, and that's who you want to be with. And, um, if you're already married, you know who you've got on your side. And so you guys are navigating those storms together. And, uh, I, I would say having young children and adjusting to becoming new parents 
and the sleep deprivation and the stress and the hormones and all those different things that come with it. It's definitely a perfect storm. So give each other a lot of grace and uh, freedom to, you know, (laughs) make mistakes, but then just remember that you two are in it together and that um, you're on a mission together. Sounds good. But I know there was a couple other questions or statements. Uh, What's the secret to healthy and effective communication for good and bad things? Well, I think something that's really important is to be honest. Um, When Brian and I first got married, I did something uh, really stupid when we would fight. I would hold in how I really felt because part of me thought if he really loved me, he would figure it out. He would just figure it out that, of course, I was angry about this or I was hurt about this or whatever. And so I would stonewall him. I would just um, block him out emotionally. I wouldn't allow him uh, access to my <laughs> feelings or, or my thoughts. You know, I would hold it hostage. Um, and all that did was make our fights worse. It, it escalated things and it never was productive. So something I've learned and hopefully it's been a maturing thing um, is that if I get if I start to feel really hurt or frustrated about something um, and I'm learning this to 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 pray about it or to process it and to see if it really is something that I I need to to talk to my husband about um, but then I will talk to him about it I will just mention it to him and Honestly, if I can hold on to it for a little bit and not explode about it uh, when I'm really, he's smiling, when I'm really angry, but actually wait to calm down a little bit, um, obviously my perspective changes, but then also um, to still be honest about it later, uh, because especially for us and the season of life we're currently in with, um, you know, work commitments and kids being in school and different activities in the evening. Um, usually a lot of times Brian and I, we don't talk until evening time, you know, right before we go to bed. And so that sometimes, um, is not the best time to bring up stuff, but sometimes, you know, (laughs) you just have to be real and say, Hey, can we talk about this? Or, um, can I express my feelings right now? Yeah. It's not that he made me feel bad, but I can say I felt bad when this happened today or when you did this, I felt this. Um, and, and then we can just have an honest conversation because nine times out of 10, he didn't even know. He didn't even know that it bothered me or, um, if something's bothering him and he doesn't tell me, right. And then it just builds uh, that's not fair either so it's just really good to be honest with each other and to be especially if you're in a safe relationship which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this and if you're not you know that's a whole different story but if you're in a safe relationship with somebody where you can be vulnerable with them um, it's so important to just be honest um, and and to be raw <laughs> with one another because that person is going to see you on your best days, but they're also going to see you on your worst days. And if somebody can love you on your worst days, um, 
and you've got a, a good person to hold on to. One of the ones that was kind of going through my brain was that uh, the healthy and co- effective communication is men and women are so different. And being mindful of that, I know, at least in our marriage, and I guess maybe it's not a man and woman thing, but I I think there tends to be a thinker and a feeler in the marriage. And that can cause a lot of discord and um, hard times when, when there is an issue or concern because they're just coming and I I know in our marriage it's usually when when I have something my words are I think and that when Janelle has something nine times out of the ten the words are I feel and not that I can't think wrong but the root of those kind of can be different to me you know like a lot of times when somebody's saying I think it's more more of a I don't know to me it's more of like a a concrete thing whereas a feeling might be something that can change from one one point to another so I think that really being grounded and and to me one of the things that's important is just the saying be slow to speak and there's a limit to how slow you can speak because you also need to let your partner know that you're with them and you're not just stonewalling like Janelle had said that at times there's been stonewalling and it, for me I I want to take that time to process because I want to make sure that I am saying where I'm at and just going with the spur of the moment can really move that discussion to a place where it doesn't need to go so I think that that's a big part for me is being a little bit slow to speak and a little bit more just careful to to really know where it is that I am and sometimes that's that that takes me a little bit of a longer uh, time to really think about where I'm at well I remember the first time we ever had a disagreement Brian's smiling do you remember how long it took you to think I remember I had said my piece and I look over at him and he's just sitting there he's not talking He's not about to talk. He just stays silent for probably five minutes. And I looked at him and I finally said, are you ever going to say anything? And he said, well, I'm thinking. Then I think five minutes later, you were still thinking. So when he's saying it takes him a while to think things through, uh, there are some people out there where it takes a very long time. And for somebody like me who tends to just think something or feel something and want to share it right away, uh, that that can take a lot of um, patience and learned, uh, learned patience. So anyway, he's not kidding when he says that he likes to think about things. I do know that it does take that time, but and that's one of those parts of really developing that healthy and effective communication, though, is, is knowing that your partner is not, I think I've, I've become a little bit better about saying I'm thinking I'm I'll reply back, you know, but um, to let you know that it's not that I'm just stonewalling, but I think that that's important. I think it's time to go on to the next question. Last question. So what does it mean to be my beloved as mentioned in the song of Solomon? And I was actually just thinking about this just a little bit ago. I think every husband wants to hear their wife think that their husband's the best. And, uh, you know, reading parts of the Song of Solomon's, that's, 
really kind of what what the the woman in that is saying is how great he is how you know i think one of the lines is he's an apple tree among the trees you know and just kind of pointing to that so the to me it's kind of just bringing it back to in that relationship of a husband and wife that there should be really no other person that we're thinking is as good as our spouse that's how i would sum it up i think there's some doubt in janelle's mind but we'll find out (laughs) what makes you say that brian just your face (laughs) um no i was thinking about um we went to a marriage retreat back in november with gary thomas and for those of you who don't know, Gary Thomas is uh, a relationship speaker, expert. He's written quite a few books on marriage relationships and dating relationships. And uh, he has a great book called The Sacred Marriage. I think we also picked up a copy of his book, The Sacred Search, which uh, is about finding a mate too. Um, but anyway, uh, one of his talks was about it was about that about how Adam and Eve didn't have anybody to compare their spouse to Um, for Eve Adam was the the man and for Adam Eve was the woman you know and that we are in a perfect world that is that is what it's supposed to be like, that your spouse is the one, the one that your eyes, uh, you know, turn to, the one that you want to confide in, the one that you uh, want to be in the boat with, you know, when the waves get high. And so um, that really was convicting for me because I tend to be a dreamer. Um, I know that I mentioned it before on one of the earlier podcasts, but um, you know, comparison is something that I really struggle with and it's really unfair, uh, to my spouse at times. And so, um, just the reminder and, and for those who don't know, I know, um, people who listen to this podcast, uh, come from different faith backgrounds or, or maybe no faith background at all. And, um, the song of Solomon is just a book in the Bible where, um, the author King Solomon, um, is talking about, and and I believe he wrote it himself, but maybe he wrote it with his wife. I don't know. We're not Bible scholars here, but um, anyway, he wrote this book, um, and it's basically just talking about a a sexual relationship between um, a husband and wife and uh, that closeness and intimacy uh, that they share. And it's... (laughs) If you've never read it before, if you're uh, not that familiar with the Bible, it it can be a little eye-opening, but also um, a lot is lost in translation thanks to, um, you know, thousands of years. (laughs) Um, You know, like Brian said, one of the lines is like the apple in the apple orchard or something, but there's quite a a few things like that, like the the gazelle or, um, but even so, um, there's some, uh, yeah, pretty... Uh, risque language and it's just uh, like Brian was saying you know he wants to be the man 
Um, and for me, you know, I want to be the woman. And so, um, if you are in a, a romantic, uh, married relationship, you know, that is what your spouse wants. <laughs> uh, men, women, uh, treat your spouse with love and awe. And um, as I know, a couple different guests this month talked mm-hmm. about, um, you know, men want to be respected and women want to be loved and cherished. And um, I tell Brian, sometimes we joke about this, but it's, it's no joke. <laughs> I'll look at him and I'll say, you're the only man I'll ever be with, you know, and in some ways, that's a very loving thing to say. It's, uh, I say it in jest, but um, he is and, and I, I hopefully am too, you know, like, until death do us part. And so um, I want to be the best wife I can be for him. And I know he wants to be the best I think the best husband he can be for me. And so it's a work in progress. It's a mission, right? Um, I love Francis and Lisa Chan uh, wrote a marriage book. It's called You and Me Forever, Marriage in Light of Eternity. Um, And it's not really like most marriage books because the whole premise is that by seeking after God, um, you're going to have a pretty great married relationship. And, um, they, they go into more detail than that, but I really admire, uh, Francis Chan. Um, and if you're looking for a good study, um, either that one by, um, Gary Thomas, the sacred marriage, which Brian and I did and just really, really appreciated. Um, and also the Lisa and Francis Chan book, you and me in light of eternity. Um, that's about seeking God and, um, you know, finding a good marriage through the process. So those are two resources that um, help me remember that I am my beloved's and he is mine. And if I ever get a tattoo across my back, that's what I wanted to say. In fact, I saw this really cute couple. They were holding arms around each other and she had on her back, uh, or no, he had on, he had on his back, I am my beloved's and then she had on her back and he is mine. And I told Brian a long time ago we should get those tattoos. And what did you say, Brian? Tattoo what? We are transitioning into March. Um, and in March, I'm excited because I'll be talking with people about living in confidence, which I don't know about you, friend, but uh, this time of year, especially this year in 2020, there's a lot of things that can make you feel insecure and fearful. And wouldn't it be nice to remember where our confidence is found and um, to remember how to find it again. So uh, that's going to be the theme for March. And you'll hopefully hear a new podcast here in a few days. But uh, before we leave, I just want to thank again my uh, very special co-host, Brian. Brian, I'll probably have you on again. You're... Um, you know, pretty great. And you're my favorite. So even when we've had (laughs) a crazy month or, um, yeah, I, I love you a lot and I appreciate your wisdom and who you are. And I'm glad, I'm glad we're in the boat together. I'm glad we're in the boat together too. And I love you very much. And 
feel the same way. I I wouldn't want to be in the boat with anybody else. So I love you. All right, friend. Go and have a great day. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, please hit subscribe and come back next week when we talk with another guest about their story towards finding something real and having clarity through detours and distractions. Per usual, you can follow along on Instagram at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood or using the hashtag Finding Something Real. And of course, you can also sign up for the free clarity resources that go along with this current series by heading over to my website at janellewood.com. Remember, friend, you are loved and have a purpose. Until next time.